all of us have masculine and feminine qualities. Some of this is genetic and some of it comes from profound influence of the parent of the opposite sex. But in the need to present a consistent identity in society, we tend to repress these qualities, over-identifying with the masculine or feminine role expected of us. And we pay a price for this. We lose valuable dimensions to our character, our thinking, and our ways of acting become rigid. Our relationships with members of the opposite sex suffer as we project onto them our own fantasies and hostilities. You must become aware of those lost masculine or feminine traits and slowly reconnect to them, unleashing creative powers in the process. You'll become more fluid in your thinking and bringing out the masculine or feminine undertone to your character. You are fascinating people by being authentically yourself. Do not play the expected gender role, but rather create one that suits you. Robert Greene. Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planadin, and you're in the right place to create an inspired life by making mindful decisions and taking positive actions to live harmoniously and imprint effectively on those you mentor and love. Today we are discussing the law of gender rigidity from Robert Greene's book, The Laws of Human Nature. It provides you with actions that you can take to create an optimistic mindset, elevate your well-being, and live an extraordinary life. We are well on our way through the book, and if you have missed any of the episodes, don't worry, I will link on the show notes to the past episodes. This is a journey of discovery and self-awareness, but also personal development. So you can stay strong as you help the next generation succeed. And this chapter is really quite charming. It, it really gets you thinking. It begins with the story of Katerina Svora, the illegitimate daughter of the Duke of Milan, born in 1463 who was taken under her father's wing to learn everything he knew, to learn how to think for herself and to think ahead, to learn how to defend herself, both physically and emotionally. Her father treated her as an equal, marveled at her intelligence, and encouraged her studies. Now, you have to remember, back in 1463, children were not encouraged to think. <clears throat> no, ma'am. No, they weren't. Her character was put to the test one day when at seven months pregnant, she rode through the night to Rome in order to defend her people, her family, and her title. How was she able to do this? <laughs> it was because of the strong foundation that she built through her studies, her activities, her learning. Katerina had confidence and was truly her father's daughter. She was just as brilliant as the Duke and made certain anyone who doubted her knew it. She used her vulnerability as a woman to her advantage and when threatened, she was threatened in death a number of times, but she cried out, you can hurt me, but you can't scare me because I'm the daughter of a man who knew no fear. A beautiful warrior countess indeed. Her story is one that reminds us that we need to inform ourselves. Her knowledge and training was her power. She could strategize, think for herself, 
be a daring soldier and an empathetic mother. In this way, she was able to maintain her feminine spirit. After all, she did wear dresses under her armor. <laughs> she used her survival instincts with boldness instead of fear, with courage instead of cowardliness, and with conviction instead of complacency. She was proud to be ambitious and learned lessons along the way, some not being that easy. Various situations require that we take on various roles, and when she took on the role of doting wife, it led her to a path of depression, which may seem surprising at first, but it was she was repressing herself, and it's not that she didn't want to be a loving wife. It, her character required her to also be more, more than that. So she was repressing herself. So you must remain true to your character. Learn to build and blend the analytical with the intuitive. You are so much more, so much more. That's a great story, a great lesson learned. And Green says, power lies in exploring that middle range between masculine and the feminine and playing against people's expectations. Return to the harder or softer side of your character that you have lost or repressed. Relating to people, expand your repertoire by developing greater empathy or by learning to be less deferential. I like that. This chapter goes into great detail about masculine and feminine sides of our personality. Both are in our DNA and both are developed over time based upon our upbringing. So why? Why is it important to recognize what you are projecting about yourself? Well, first, it will help you understand, Green says, something profound about your early years and make it easier to withdraw your projections on other people. Second, you must use this as an invaluable tool for gaining access to the unconscious of other people to see their masculine and feminine attributes right in action. Finally, you must be attentive to how others will project onto you their needs and fantasies. Are they projecting their baggage onto you? <laughs> Are they projecting their expectation of you onto you? Because before you know it, you are playing the role they want you to play instead of being true to yourself. Green gives six of the more common types of gender projections to observe out of the countless variations in the book, but of more interest is the masculine and feminine ways of thinking, taking action, learning from experience, and leadership. So I'm going to discuss those today. First, thinking. And I don't think a lot of this is going to be surprising. It's just, do you really think about these things? Yeah, that's the question. So masculine thinking tends to be focusing on difference, contrast, analyze, and what makes things tick. Feminine thinking focuses on the big picture, how it connects, and how things naturally form a pattern. Green gives examples on how the greatest scientists in history displayed a powerful mix of the masculine and feminine size. The ability to focus 
yet open their minds to different possibilities. The ability to focus is, is more the masculine. Opening your mind is more the feminine. And he gave an example of Einstein. Deep thinker, but he relied on his intuition for insight. Focus, deep thinker. How do you look at the big picture? Your intuition, your instincts. The good thing about this is that we can be aware of the differences and our actions when raising children. And we can also work on ourselves to lean into the opposite direction in order to create more of a balance. So if you're thinking you're one way or the other, like you're laser focused, but you're never reaching your goals, you have to start looking at the big picture. And that's what he means about leaning towards the opposite side to create a better balance. Next is taking action. The masculine tendency is to move forward, explore, attack, and push through the obstacles. The feminine tendency is to contemplate the big picture, avoid conflict, and let the dynamic unfold. The feminine lays traps for the enemy instead of charging forward into the unknown. Non-action is often the height of wisdom. You don't always have to react, especially immediately. Better to digest. Green says, if you find yourself blocked in your career later in life, you must learn the power of withdrawing and reflecting on who you are, your needs, your strengths and weaknesses your true interests before making any important decisions. This could require weeks or months of introspection. No quick decisions. And if you tend towards the more feminine side, then take time to learn to deal with conflict and confrontation slowly. Start by saying no and reconnect with your spirit. Be bold, be adventurous. Your opponent will not see it coming, and it just might feel good to use that gumption you have inside of you. Okay? And just kind of let, mm, I'm going to stretch a little bit further. Just stretch a little bit further. That's where you find the balance in going the opposite direction from your comfort zone, to be honest. Third, learning from experience. Well, I know I learn the hard way. <laughs> When, when the masculine makes mistakes, they look to blame others. Equally, when they succeed, it was all their own doing and had nothing to do with luck or the help of others. In other words, the grandiose tendencies I spoke of last week. For women, it's the opposite. We are the first to blame ourselves, underestimate our skills, and know that we cannot succeed alone. That's where the balance comes in, the masculine and the feminine side. Those traits are what you need to look for. Green says, for those with a masculine style, when it comes to learning and improving yourself, it's best to reverse the order, to look inward when you make mistakes and to look outward when you have success. Inward when you make mistakes and outward when you have success. He goes on to say to lower your self-opinion. You are not as great or skilled as you imagine. This will spur you 
that's that word, an action word, to actually improve yourself. For those with the feminine style, it's easy to beat yourself up after failures or mistakes. The introspection can go far. Women more than men will suffer from low self-esteem, which is not natural, but acquired. Train yourself not to take things so personally and listen to what you're saying to yourself. Change the program. I'm going to add a, a link to one of my episodes called um, Robot. <laughs> How to program your robot with a little bit more about this topic. I think you'll enjoy it. So finally is leadership. The masculine side is goal and results oriented. They will use fear to motivate others in order to get results. However, they are achieved. Opposite is the feminine side, in which results are important, but the process and how they are achieved are equally important. If you tend to be on the masculine side, Green suggests getting better synergy by engaging the team versus enraging them. Be more empathetic when you're tempted to be overly assertive. An empathetic leader can read people, relate to their emotional energy, and react with understanding. For the feminine style, sometimes you have to stop listening and worrying about others and take that action. Don't worry about what people are going to think. Don't worry what they're saying, honestly. Take that action. That's what moves you forward. He says, once you recognize the fools, the incompetent, and the hyper-selfish in the group, it is best to fire them and to even find pleasure in getting rid of those who bring the whole group down. Instilling a touch of fear in your lieutenants is not always a bad thing. So a little, that's a lot to take in right here and right now. I think you're going to have to listen to this a few times. But for leadership to find the balance, are you being overtly abrasive? And are people living in fear under your leadership? Or are you being the nice guy that's not getting anything done because you're trying to people please everybody? Or the nice girl? Either way, it works. As you move closer to the opposite side, in order to gain a better balance, you will move closer to your untapped, your untapped creativity that lives within your unconscious, which is the source of uncanny powers. Uncanny powers. Tap in there. It'll make such a difference when you look at, you know, who's doing what and why, really get some introspection going in order to move forward and accomplish your goals. Because goals are not just for the masculine and being empathetic is not just for the feminine. There's a balance and it's within us all. And I am so grateful for you spending your precious time with me today. Thank you. I love that you want to work on your personal development, your self-awareness so you can imprint on the next generation in a positive manner and really you know let's let's change the world we live in one person at a time 
And I really would ask that you have, share the show with someone you know. Maybe have the courage to share it with somebody you don't. And you can do that by leaving a review and giving me a thumbs up. I'm going to end the show by reading a quote that's at the end of the chapter in Robert Greene's book. And it says, What is most beautiful in viral men is something feminine. What is most beautiful in feminine women is something masculine. That's a quote from Susan Sontag. I like that. I like it a lot. And it really brings that whole chapter into focus, doesn't it? Just brings the whole thing together with a level of understanding. Remember, remain true to yourself for the rest of your life and you will live an inspired life.